Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, host of Watching Thrones. To watch this episode live and get to call in and chat with us about Game of Thrones, sign up today for a free trial membership at ScreenJunkies.com. Screen Junkies, and welcome to Watching Thrones. I'm sober and back on the set. Here we are, survive drunk movie fights. You survive drunk movie fights, Spencer. We're all here, though. I'm getting apps like along with... Michelle Boyd, here for episode three, Oathbreaker. I'm excited. You're excited. Spencer, you're excited. Welcome back. Spencer Gilbert, as always, here for us. Good to be back. I think we should do every show drunk from now on. That's what the fans want. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm supposed to be sober right now? Yeah. Oh. You're in the lead. I love this. I'm excited about this episode. John dropping the mic on the Night's Watch. Arthur yeah. Dane maxing out his dual-wielding talent yeah. tree. Uh, and uh, Master Pycelle making the very wise decision to wear the brown pants today. Uh. <laughs> and to uh, join us in the analysis of the brown pants That's right. is Miriam Issa back. You were uh, on our episode uh, of the season two recap. Exactly. And you're back. Very excited for this one, though. A little disappointed, but ah, we'll get into that it. That might yes. be, we have a top story, but the pre-top story is yeah. a little bit of split decision on the episode itself. Now, I'd rather watch this episode than any other episode of The Good Wife in the entire run of the show. Whoa, 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 okay, maybe I'm wrong. NCIS, anything. Uh, I personally wasn't a huge fan of this episode. Miriam, no? Absolutely. There were some moments in this episode that we've literally been waiting for a year to see, and they just felt a little, it was a little anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. However, on the flip side of that Bravosi coin, we have Spencer Michelle. Disagree, right? Ooh, I liked it. I, and I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I liked it probably for the same reason that you guys didn't, um, which is that this was a great reality check episode mm -hmm. for me. This is where, uh, again, I hate magic, so this was time where it's like, <laughs> what happens after you die? Nothing. Uh, who are the little birds? Oh, is he warging in the birds? No, they're just orphans. Um, I like that they were bringing people back down to earth. Uh, I like that take, though, so I can get behind it. Uh, Michelle, where are you at with this? I enjoy it. I I mean, just as a book reader, I love all the little details. I love all the little backstory. And mm -hmm. I feel like this episode was very much about kind of catching show watchers up to a lot of those little details. So, mm -hmm. which, speaking of, you are show only, correct? That is correct. I like it. So let's dive into just that for a minute about that. Because I know a lot of people out there and people I were talking to, uh, just personal friends and, and some fans, didn't like the episode as much. For me, big reveal. Mm -hmm. Played small, yes. might have been pacing direction or something, but I'm I'm open to your guys' thoughts on it. But what else maybe did you not like about it, Miriam? I mean, we've been building some of these moments up forever. The Tower of Joy, yeah. uh, Jon Snow finally awakening, and I feel like there were a lot of scratches that, or a lot of itches that didn't get scratched <laughs> in the process. And yeah. I feel like when Jon Snow, I mean, can I talk about Jon Snow? Yeah, we're diving in. All right, you guys. When Jon Snow finally wakes up from the dead, and he's got a bunch of gashes on his chest that he is not reacting to, he's not talking about maybe his appreciation for being brought back, or maybe his resentment he wants wanted to stay dead. There were so many questions that were unanswered. Basically, if Miriam well, was brought back for the dead, she's like, I would have done this totally differently, guys. <laughs> yeah, I would have woken up and been like, holy shit, you guys, A, there is no God. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but first I mean? of all, he fingers his wounds. He does some... Yeah, there's some uh, creepy, uh, like, why is this? This is gonna scab. Um, so <laughs> he definitely does that. But also, he's in shock. And I thought okay. he played that well. Um, he's literally stunned from what has happened to him, and he can't quite wrap his head around it yet. And 
I'm sure he'll come to terms with that. Right. Soon. And we're watching the clip now here on uh, Screen Junkies Plus. Uh, Davos, I thought, gave a good speech. He oh, tried to yes. like. Yes. Hey, this is kind of weird. You're going to have to just try. Davos, the oh, high yeah. school football coach, reigns yeah. again. I love his speeches. Oh, he had some of the best lines in that Buck episode. Fuck it up. Yeah. I think good, now go fail again. Is yes. The Game of Thrones so motto. Yes. It is, yes. That's a very good point, Spencer. I agree with that. That is a good life lesson, man. You're going to fall <laughs> off the bike. You're going to die. You're going to get back up and die again. Yeah, it's an even more depressing version of the Arthur and right. Batman speech of, uh, you know, pick yourself up, blast away. It's like, no, even worse. You're just going to fail over and over again. And I know a lot of you out there have opinions. You can uh, go to Twitter at Screen Junkies and use the hashtag Watching Thrones and join that conversation. Of course, we'll be taking Skype calls up top and at the end of the show too and of course, Trivia by Combat will return and you can <laughs> Skype in on SJ Plus Live. So again, the episode might be split. We'll take some fan votes. Again, jokes aside, this is better than most anything else. I don't know. I, the episode ended and I felt weird about it. Mm-hmm. Do you not like The Good Wife? Let's spend the next 45 minutes talking about that. Welcome to Watching Good Wife here on Screen Junkies. For me, again, big things played small. Rickon returning, Jon Snow leaving the Night's Watch, Mm -hmm. a lot of big things that I just, I don't know if it started slow. It started slow, and I'm okay with the slow burn, but then it goes immediately to to Sam barfing, and Mm -hmm. I kind of started losing it by then. Again, Mm -hmm. hmm. I feel like the only I, I don't come from a negative point of view most of the times. If you listen to my stuff, I rah 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 all the way to the bank. But maybe the only plus. problem is that they have so many storylines that they're trying to fit into one episode, and that you could really either choose to do what they did with this episode, which is okay, let's set up those storylines for later where they're going to pay off, or what might be more kind of you know desirable to you guys is if they just took a couple of those storylines, set it up in the first half, and then paid them off at the second half. I feel like that would be better for, yeah, for that's you, what Ken, I feel in particular. Like these, these weren't the big moments, these were set up two big moments. Right, exactly. This is setting up John to return to Winterfell. That's the big moment to me. And the Tower of Joy, this is setting up the reveal of who, well, who knows what they're setting up the reveal right. of. But I thought that these were part one of maybe a part three or four right. episode arc. Totally can agree with that. And Spencer, as a writer, you do a lot of writing here. They are having to juggle a lot of stories. Yeah, I usually, so now that I'm keeping my, <laughs> like, now that I'm keeping good, uh, like that. detailed notes on each episode, yeah. it's amazing how they they really only pick two storylines per episode to even cut back to more than once. Right. So they're really giving you five minutes or six minutes of storyline. Exactly. Which, if we only have about 60 minutes in an episode, then don't waste the scenes with that dumb scene with Tyrion where he's trying oh, to get yeah. some we'll entertainment get value. Oh, we'll, like get that. That. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, that was a wasted scene. There's a, oh, some levity. There's a couple moments. <laughs> a little bit. But, but I, I do agree with you. Like, I... I like I said, I feel like they're kind of trying to cram all these different storylines into one episode rather than doing what we've seen them do in the past, which is take like half of them and mm. just do those storylines and then push the other half towards the next episode. Mm-hmm. I'm it's not like, sure why they've chosen to do it this way. It's like when you take those um, red sightseeing buses through Europe and then you're like quickly hitting all the touristy spots instead of just, you know, taking your time anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for me, it's like going to Chili's and just ordering off the app menu. Right. right? No, yeah, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. People this are checking in. This is a buffet as opposed to ordering from the menu. Uh, there you go. Billy Pollahan checking in says the episode was kind of like Civil War for me. Awesome, but has little cracks in the armor. That's also mm-hmm. a comment on Civil mm-hmm. War there. Um, and uh, Danny uh, checks in saying, I like this episode better than last week. So, yeah, really? I'm satisfied. Yeah, so again, interesting. split decisions out there. Overall, we can agree, uh-huh. agree big things did happen, and let's dive into that as we already got into Jon Snow. Jon Snow, this, is, this whole story, all of the seasons might very well be about Jon Snow, and we yep. are definitely building... This factors in Tower Joy, Spencer, I agree. We are we are getting little pieces that are going to 
get to this, what we right. think is a big reveal. Sure. Uh, yeah, it seemed like a lot of setup. Uh, I just wanted to start off by asking, well, I don't want to exclude you, Ken, but how do you feel about not seeing Jon Snow's penis? I was just going to say that same thing! I was literally waiting it's, for the opening I, that's, to that's make our a joke story. about how Jon Snow is well, not hung. Well, let's see. Hold on, hold on. Right, hold sorry, on. Right. Is he not hung, or it is, is it cold. just compared to the wildlings? Compared to Tormund? Yeah. It is cold up there. Right. It's you know? cold, and he just died. It's obviously going to go inside of himself. <laughs> I forgive him a break. Yeah. I, did, I actually liked that moment. A great character yeah. moment. Tormund Giants is one of my great, yeah. he's great. He's great. characters. He would say that. He, of course would, he would say he that. Would say exactly. That. He's like, yeah, you came back from the dead. I saw your Damn, you got a small dick. But then it just occurred to me to dive maybe a little deeper into this. Maybe that's why he gives the Lord's kiss to greet is because he knows he doesn't have the utility down south to get the job done otherwise. So well, sometimes you got to know where your strengths are, Spencer, right? <laughs> you got to play to your strengths. not complaining. All right. She wasn't complaining, though. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, this is the, the fan Make theory. Make the wildling that, girl happy. One of the big questions I have, uh, we've saw uh, seen uh, Barrett Dondarrion come back, and he came back six times when Thoros right. Amir brought him back, and he says every time you come back a little different, the, mm. the piece is different. Uh, this is obviously the first time John's come back. Was he changed enough for you? Do you think he's changed? We're clearly going to get more, but... He was moping just as hard as ever. I mean, he was he was turbo moping. Um, granted, he just stared into the void. So well, I guess he that stared was... into the flames, which yeah. I thought was an interesting way to kind of open that up. That I'm like, oh, he's well, looking into yeah. fire interesting. now. Hmm, okay, yeah, interesting, that. interesting. Okay. And yeah. sure, he was angry, but he should be. He just got stabbed to death and woke up, and you still see that remnant of compassion, which he's famous for when he's looking at Ollie's face right before he kills him. So yeah. I mm. saw a lot of the old John. Ollie was emoting hate so oh, hard. Yeah. Must <laughs> convey hatred. And I asked that question, not even sure if my answer or, or sure what of what I wanted. Like, I didn't want him to come up and now he doesn't know how to walk or speak or anything. <laughs> I expected him to come back, but... Um, I don't know. Maybe it was when you're you're spending an entire off season of the show over speculating. Right. He's yeah. gonna sure. be a wolf. He's a, a worgen <laughs> bird, and then he comes yeah. back and he's like, "Well, that sucked." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that fueled a little bit of my letdown of the episode, and that's on me. Well, I kind of mm. like that though because he's not coming back as some demon fulfilling the prophecy. He's coming back as like, right. "Wow." That yeah. sucked. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like that he didn't come back as Azor Ahai to reclaim the throne. Yeah, he came that, back as like, wow, yeah. I had a bad day. I totally agree. And he had a moment of compassion when he asked yeah. them about their last yeah. words. And I liked what he, how he did it with hanging mm -hmm. them as opposed to, I was like, wow, is he going to go chop the heads off of all of them really? five yeah. minutes yeah, after coming efficient. back? Okay. I dig this. So, I mean, but it was like with Jano Slint. It was a thing he had to do, and he stepped up and, and did it. I like this a lot. It was like a reverse Wizard of Oz ending where he's like, I'll miss you least yeah. of all, Holly. Yeah, we're watching him uh, come back there, torment Sucking here on that sour that. candy. Did yeah. you guys like the moment? I'm, as you know, a big fan of Davos, but I thought it was a little bit of a dickish move where he was like, hey, Red Woman, you mind getting out of the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I begged you. She seems to have gotten a little bit of her self-assurance back when she's standing up top on that platform. Like, her hair looks all nice again. She's yeah. all decked out. Sure. Like, she's like, yeah, I did that. What up? And I like that moment that... She, Eyes, Chris Van Houten did such a great job. Eyes big, yes. Faith maybe back, but still like tell me more. And that was a big moment where also Jon Snow was naked. Mm. That's true. So, so she another point in a big team Jon Snow theory. And I, I liked that. Uh, I liked that he was like, "What do you?" She's like, "What do you see?" He's like, "Nothing." That mm -hmm. seemed to affect her in another way too, because she's still going through a little crisis of faith. Well, she still had that moment of like, "Well, Stannis wasn't the prince that is promised." You, you, and are that the new one. big. The right. prince who was promised, is, of course, big yeah. book theory stuff and big kind of tinfoil hat stuff on who that might be, Danny or John. 
I'm still curious, why would she still be going by that when the first thing he says, the only one of the few people she has met that has died and come back, right. reveals to her, all I saw was blackness. I saw nothing. Mm. Like, ba- basically an atheist's mo- motto. It, it's, it's all total joke, and he's actually now a denizen of the drowned god. Like, yeah, he's I mean, dead well, and never, may yeah. never die. Like, why do it. people believe the Earth is 6,000 years old? Like, people believe what they want to believe. Right, right. Uh, that that kind of rang true to me. She's a true believer. You know, all the evidence to the contrary. Well, at the end that. of the day, he came back from the dead. Right. And right. she said yeah. she said words, and she's a red priestess of Rolar. You know, I'd probably go back to being a true believer, too. Yeah. And people on Twitter still were still debating a Marion Targaryen. Uh, I think it's like a cousin there. Honestly, I, thought, <laughs> I think it was boring. A lot of useless scenes. Rick on mm. reveal and John leaving. Uh, parts didn't save the episode. But then uh, we got Jordan Salvador up here going, hey, you guys are crazy. This is my favorite episode of the season. <laughs> mm. So, hey, the producers did good. They got him talking. Yeah. They got us Boom. all That's talking. That's um, John, where's he going? South. South? <laughs> How far <laughs> south, Spencer? Back home, Winterfell. You think it's Winterfell, uh, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a... Uh, uh, he, did he give the command of the watch to Ed? So, is, is that like a... I feel like Ed would be acting Lord Commander now. Because they still yeah. got to vote. They would have to vote. They have to vote. There's only 41 people left or so left to vote. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he, mic dro- he cloak drops and, yeah. and walks out. Cloak yeah. Yeah. Hashtag um, cloak drop. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag of the week. Yeah, I mean, he... I think the final straw for him was executing Ollie, and he's just like... Fuck this. I'm yeah. out of here. I can't yeah. do this anymore. This sucks. Like, uh, I literally fulfilled my vows, guys. Yeah. And does Mike he go alone? Done. Right. Yeah. Does he go alone? Does he go with the wildlings? Yeah. I, I, I right. think, okay, in terms of predictions, yeah, I think he's going south. I think Spencer's 100% right. Heading for Winterfell. Ramsey Bolton's getting ready for it, and I think he's going to take Tormund and the team with him. Well, this has, this comes back to a question that I you know we got asked before the show and I've seen on Twitter of, like, what exactly does John know about his family right Great now? Question. Where are mm-hmm. they? You know, as far as, as, and please correct me if I'm wrong, as far as I know, he knows that the Boltons have Winterfell, but he doesn't know that Sansa was there. He obviously doesn't know that they're on their way up to the yeah, wall right now, probably. Uh, he doesn't know where Arya is. He knows that, uh, that he doesn't know about Rickon, but he knows that Bran was headed north of the wall. And that's pretty much it. It's tough right? to tell, though, because you see him just like getting random ravens at points where he's just, you mm-hmm. know, doing Lord Commander's work. He's scribbling on his parchment and stuff yeah. like that. Is there like a Huffington Post raven that just gives you <laughs> once a day gossip to Castle Black? Like, how connected are they to the rest of the world? Right. Dailymail.westeros. <laughs> the BuzzFeed raven. Just like 10 <laughs> gifts that explain where Sansa is. We know he knows Ramsay has Winterfell. Obviously, Stannis told him that. So it would make sense that maybe that's his narrow focus. I'm going to go back and get my homeland. He's Where else would he go? Technically, still a snow, but it's still his homeland. So, right. and that was the one thing that tempted him was when Stannis offered him like right. legitimacy as a Stark and go mm-hmm. reclaim your home, and he considered it for a minute. So, I right. feel like that's the only thing you can do right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in the book, he gets that letter from Ramsay and the thinks pink that letter, Arya, yeah. yeah, and thinks yeah. that Arya is being held by Ramsay, and that's actually one of the other things that get the Night's Watch to stab him is because he was like, screw these guys, I'm going to go down to Winterfell and take back my home and take back my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. that, they haven't done that at all in the book, probably because it's it. not important. It's not important. The show, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not they, important. they don't need that. But uh, no. So, yeah, Mary, where do you think he's going? Well, I hope he's going to Winterfell. You want him, though. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see, what's his name? The other bastard. Ramsey. Ramsey. Finally get what he's been. Bastard bull, yeah. Get bastard bull. Yes. <laughs> of the bastards. Been waiting forever. Yes. So that's, uh, that. that is, uh, this is kind of the top story, and it's big, and he does the execution. We can talk about the execution later, but did, well, let's talk about yes. it now. Uh, did any one of you, for a second, think that he was going to cut them loose and, at all? Or I thought you... he might have cut Ollie loose, uh, yeah. just mm-hmm. to just have a little take back, but uh, no, I, I knew he was going through with it. Yeah, it, it would make sense. 
and and here he is doing it. It's 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 definitely a brutal brutal execution. He kind of has a moment there, you know. Oh, by the way, how awesome was Alistair Thorne with his speech in this? Uh, look, look, Spencer will make fun of him for liking the old bitter guys, uh, and, and, I like and that is that you is true. What? Yes, it was the first time I liked him. Yes, I was like, that's, that's an honorable good. statement. He yes. finally yes. won me over. Thought I lost. Watchers on the wall. The episode. No, season I like four. I like him during that battle. I like him that. Yeah, that's but, what you expect. Yes. But you, Marion, no. I've been Jon Snow as they all wiggle the way. to death in the background. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, exactly. But in that episode. Standing and where he's standing and what yeah. he's saying, I, I finally got yeah. the man. You but finally got Alistair Thorne. Sir yeah. Alistair Thorne. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, it's fair. I know, I know, I, I joke, I, and Spencer will tell you, I like the old bitter guys. I like, <laughs> there's a sense of, of mission and honor to right. Alistair Thorne. Yeah, he is who he is, but I think feel he had to train you guys in a certain way. It's like that drill instructor. Mm-hmm. Uh, do mm-hmm. I think he made a bad mistake? Yeah, but I love at the end that his speech was like, hey, I fought, I lost. That's the way life yeah. Yeah, before the big battle on the wall, that's what the turn for me when he's talking about leadership. Like, there's always some young punk right. coming at you. You yeah. gotta ignore that. And then uh, I'll miss him. He's just such a good actor. I'll he miss him right. saying Lord Commander with that much spite. <laughs> no one can say Lord those words Commander. with as much spite. You just as that did. Man. You did a good job. There, yeah, there's an interview running around with him on I think on Entertainment Weekly. They mm-hmm. did the post, "Hey, big guy to die" interview, and yeah. he's like, "That is the thing is I've been stopped really? at dinner and people have wanted me to record bastard and different <laughs> <their phones. laughs> But you know what? Him. As as much as I enjoyed his speech and it just showed how one could be empathetic toward him my mm. first time I was disappointed in Ollie I wanted Ollie to just show a little bit of internal conflict a little bit of regret in that moment mm. and the fact that he was still hating on John while he's got this noose wrapped around him <laughs> yeah. he was just sitting there sucking on sour candy it was just yeah. it was so boring and it was boring and then it makes the job only easier for John I wanted it to be really yeah. difficult for John to kill him I wanted Ollie to show something he should have given yeah. him the nod just the agreed <laughs> nod and Ollie look Ollie's had a tough <laughs> Tough last couple years because he just was a kid hanging out with his dad talking about potatoes. A couple years later, he's in the middle of of, uh, a shitstorm up there in the north, and this is where it's end up. So I can understand he's he's bitter. A great point on Twitter going back to Jon Snow in the darkness. uh, Plan R at Fuzzy D zero nine eight nine says, "Hey, Barrick also said he was blackness or in blackness, so Mm. it it holds true to maybe what uh, is out there on the other side and the Mm. mysteries of the Lord of Light." Uh, We're gonna do a quick call right now to talk about uh, our top story then i do want to talk about tower of joy so Please. hey welcome to watching <laughs> thrones who's this and where you're calling from hello my name is alberto sanchez and i'm calling from oxford hello Hi. alberto welcome oxford you said huh yeah england that's near Perfect. old town nice. yeah you're at the citadel i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm from mexico but i'm really far away <laughs> alberto what, what's on your mind related to Jon snow in this week's episode Oh, I mean, it was just a crazy episode overall. Um, I actually disagree on what you guys were just talking about, about okay. Ollie. I I feel like the fact that he didn't say anything made his character way better because he sees all of his um, other commanders just talking to Jon Snow and saying their last words, and he he's just standing there just looking at him. I actually thought he was going to spit on him or something. Okay, um, that's but. a good point. <laughs> yeah, Alberto, that's no. a good point, because Bowen Marsh and uh, uh, Yarwick, uh, the other guy there, what's his name? Uh, forget, um, drawing a blank on the name, which is, uh, I'm going to cry tonight. Otho Yarwick. <laughs> uh, I thought they rolled over kind of quick. One was like, this shouldn't have happened. You Tell my mom I killed a yeah. wilding. <laughs> I kind of get your point, Alberto, where Ollie just was like, nope, I hate you, and I'm going to hate nope. you to the bitter end. Yeah. I'm not even going to give it's you like the satisfaction it. of giving you my last words. Mm. No, that I, I see what you're coming from. Alberto, where do you yeah, think? I mean, uh, where do you think Jon Snow's sorry. going? Uh, I think he's going back to uh, Winterfell, but it's really difficult because I I thought he was gonna 
get the Wildings to come with him and maybe take Winterfell back. But now he's on all of in, um He's alone, so I don't know. Or is he? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, do you think he just like kind of stops a few steps outside like, and goes, you guys oh, coming with what? me? <laughs> Come on, guys. He, he, my posse. he grabs a fish in a bag. He's like, who's coming with me? Actually, it's a fish. It's really cold. Can I get that coat back? Alberto, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else on your mind there, buddy? Uh, no, just Drunk Movie Files was amazing. Ken. <laughs> yes, uh, me and my therapist are working Thank through the results. I was awesome. Thank you. Thanks and, um, for, you guys are amazing. You're doing a great job. Um, yeah, Yay, we appreciate it, Roger. Thanks for calling in. Uh, appreciate it. Love, uh, love the callers all around the world listening here. Now let's go into Tower of Joy, which kind of ties into the story, and I definitely want to get to what you were hinting at, Spencer, about mm -hmm. how this is building up. Tower of Joy, for those, uh, you know, we're not going to do a full Maester's lesson here, Michelle, but enough. Let's talk about Tower of Joy number one. Okay. Because well, there seems to be uh, questions about what that means, what that means to us book nerds. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, I don't think they ever actually refer to it as Tower of Joy uh, in right. the show. So, I mean, a lot. I know you got a lot oh, of confusion did. over. Did they? Yeah, they said it's the Tower of Joy, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, it was kind of like where they never refer to. Uh, tower. They the never tower. that tower. They <laughs> right. never refer to uh, Robert Strong as it's Robert the Strong. Tower, it's yeah. uh, always Sir Gregor. Got it. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of first off the bat, you know. And, and book readers know Tower of Joy, no problem. But hey, that's called the Tower of Joy. So enjoy. Uh, it's out. It's down in Dorne. Uh, you trying to see what I can do without spoiling anything. Yeah. The main thing that I got that uh, people were confused about was uh, Sir Arthur Dane, because he's really the only named character uh, that Ned is fighting. And uh, you've heard a little bit about him. Uh, he basically was this amazing, most chivalrous, most accomplished knight in the King's Guard uh, to Prince Rhaegar, and he was kind of Rhaegar's bestie. So uh, he's actually also the one, random little trivia, who knighted Jamie. He's the yeah. one who brought Jamie into the King's Guard. King's Guard. Uh, but he's this legendary swordsman, and obviously he's guarding something up in that tower. And, uh, you know, honorable knight that he is, Ned still feels the need to go against him. But uh, the main difference that they did, and this this I actually enjoyed, was uh, that one of the reasons that Sir Arthur Dane is so famous is because he's called the Sword of the Morning, uh, which goes to his legendary Valyrian sword, Dawn, uh, which is made from like a fallen star. It is a Valyrian steel sword, technically, but it doesn't look like one. Uh, sword in the Morning, it's one of the few swords that's not just passed down from lord to lord. Like, it's an actual title you have to earn. You have to mm -hmm. be a Dane. You have to earn this title. Uh, and uh, basically, it's Westerosi Excalibur. Basically, yeah, cool. so yeah. So Anyone. this is this is a big deal. Uh, I loved. Honestly, I liked the dual wielding. I was so happy to get a finally a good sword fight really in this like episode uh, yeah. that I was I was totally on board with it. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and it's and it's very important to the mythology and and R plus L equals J and all the stuff about Jon Snow. But for, for you, Miriam, who saw this really for the first time through the eyes of Bran, how did you take to that scene, and did it make sense to you? And what are your questions? I did have some questions. I. A couple things. I didn't understand why they would have the King's Guards um, protecting this tower because even if you do have Lyanna Stark and possibly a baby, another heir uh, to the throne, you still have your real, actual oldest son who was at that other place, the Trident battle. Yeah. So I didn't understand why you had this really capable swordsman here instead of taking care of your actual son mm -hmm. who's now dead because you put the wrong guy at the mm -hmm. wrong tower kind of a thing. Well, I think that they're like the Secret Service where it's like they protect the president, first of all, but also there's enough of them, there's seven, right, that they yeah. can protect the prince and the family and stuff like that. So they can be sent on assignment. But you have the king, you have his son. But they're dead. They're both dead at this point. At this point, in the show. yeah. But, but to your point, they were already 
there. Arthur Dane mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Oswell went, and it's supposed to be uh, Gerald Hightower, who was mentioned, and he's the Lord right. Commander of the, of the King's Guard. He wasn't there at this time. They just have two. But they're already there. So to your point, right. they're waiting. So your question is... They were, but they were uh, they were still alive when these men yeah. were sent to the Correct. Tower, which yes. is what I'm saying. It literally cost uh, Rhaegar his life, right. which is what Ned is saying. Hey, I didn't see you at the bo- battle where I killed your bestie. And yeah. Sir Wendt yeah. says that. Hey, if we, we would have been there, we would have won. And Right. That speaks to the importance of why of they're there. why they're there and understand. why Rhaegar would have sent them there. Right, and here oh, which, by the way, the ta- uh, I don't even know if I mentioned, but they're in Dorne right now. Yeah, just it's, as it's, a mini it's little in thing. The, uh, the Red Mountains of Dorne, the Prince, no, Prince's Pass is where they're at. So, and by the way, good casting on young yeah. Ned there. I, was, yes. I enjoyed the that previews, a lot. Previews wasn't convinced, and then ep- right. this episode I left, I left his, by you profile. Got it. Yeah. He yeah. absolutely like had it. So, good job on the accent. Well done. Yeah, so so we could get, and, and it's so funny, as the book nerds, uh, the actual fight at seven on three, and the show at <laughs> six on two, and all those kind of things. I love the sequence. I love it. I thought it. it was such a great example of how good a swordsman this guy was. And it's just like, it's not a, you know, it's not an old school kung fu fight where it's like no. one guy comes in at a time. No, let's all attack him right. at once and let's just watch him being a total badass. But also, could the rest of them not afford armor? Why do they <laughs> yeah, why are none of them wearing armor? They're all warriors coming from a battle. Well, they're they're like, they're let's from, put on my leather jacket. They're from the north. They're used to a colder climate. They're hot. Yeah. Okay. They're hot. Right they're hot. Yeah, they're right. hot. <laughs> Spencer, did this live up to your expectations as a book reader as well? Well, uh, it lived up to my expectations until it cut away. I mm. thought we were going to get the full... Answers I think here we all in were, the full sequence. It's, it's a little bit of a tease, but I liked everything I saw until yes. right. I didn't. And, see I will, and I will say this, and maybe this is one of the reasons that Gerald Hightower that you mentioned is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so technically there were three Kingsguard that are supposed to be there. There was Arthur Dane, uh, there was Gerald Hightower, who they did name drop in this episode. Yeah, Pycelle mentioned as the Kings, on, yeah. Uh, yeah, as the head of the Kingsguard. So I, I like to think that there's a reason they name drop that guy. And then the third guy is this guy named Oswell Went, who apparently doesn't matter. But there were questions to be like, are we supposed to know who this person? is just like a whole family feud thing doesn't matter doesn't matter he's dead so we may still get Gerald Hightower in the tower itself in like another actual fight which would be nice right also there's this moment where Bran reacts to the fact that Dane is stabbed from the back oh that was my next point yes what was your question you're good no No, no, please what's your question my question was why was that dishonorable we're fighting for our (laughs) lives does it matter who he's about to lose what your position is whether you're in front of the guy or behind the guy like I didn't understand why that was a point well it's not so much dishonorable it's what saved his life it's just that Ned Stark didn't tell the story right. the way it really happened and he's the most honorable guy in the world so it's like why would he lie about the little detail he does, just doesn't seem like the self-aggrandizing type and then I love this that again uh, this is my uh, I like this episode of being such a reality check it's like yeah sometimes people just get stabbed through the throat even these great legendary heroes uh-huh. the MVP right. of sword fighting whoops uh, got a little Check your back. And um, they don't watch your back, you know? And, yeah. this, and I mean, honestly, worst case scenario, look, it was it was uh, Helen Reed who stabbed him in the back. It wasn't even Ned who did it. Well, Ned just took advantage of it. Right. right. Well, and, and that's, it's not really indicated that Ned's the one telling the story. It's just a story that comes down, but this Ned never says. Happened. Didn't Bran say I've exactly. heard this a thousand times? But not from Ned necessarily. Exactly. No, from Ned. Ned's told him about, like, just that he beat Arthur Dane. Which technically he, he did. He technically <laughs> did. But Bran doesn't say Ned told him. Right. And, and he okay. says, I've heard it. But what Ned is guilty of is never correcting the story. He only says in the book several times, I'd be dead if not for Howlin' Reed. Yes. Mm-hmm. You never got the explanation. But the honor, mm-hmm. and this, a lot of people I'm seeing on Twitter are, are, are asking about how this affects, or does it affect at all, the honor of Ned versus the honor of Jamie, who, who when his man interfered, he didn't 
kill Ned. Mm -hmm. He walked away, let him mm -hmm. be captured. Um, different stakes, different time. But in this one, Helen Reed does it. Dane's dying. We're assuming he's that. It's not. It's different than a spear to leg. But Ned goes ahead and finishes the job. This mm -hmm. is really Does this change good. or affect no. his honor? I actually really love this because for me personally, Ned's honor has always been very tied up in his family. He would do anything for his family. Part of the reason he let himself mm. get captured, he went through all that, that all of that stuff, is because Arya and Sansa were threatened. So for me, him doing this dishonorable thing of killing a guy when he's down means that it's just one more step in like he's protecting his family up in that tower. So right. I'm going. That. That's good. And it was Frank Torres on Twitter. One of said F R A Tor nineteen had it in Jamie's honor above Ned's honor based on this scene. No. So it's, it's a great discussion. But yeah, okay. Any reaction to that, Mary? No, I'm just saying I don't think there's anything <laughs> dishonorable about killing a guy when he's down. That is literally the definition of fighting. Let let it be known if we're you're going to get a street fight with Miriam, she's going to take it's advantage. My off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that there's probably a reason. I don't know how much mm. more we talk about and get into why Ned is a little uh, uh, slim with the details about sure. this story mm -hmm. and why the less said about this, maybe the better for him. He does ask where is my sister? You hear a woman scream from the tower. I what? just mean Ned. You're just saying. Ned, Ned, Ned after story? this, uh, describing yeah. this uh, yes. episode yes. afterwards. There's he's always a been why coy. Like, yeah, you know, some shit happened. He's always yeah. said. He's always said. Helen <laughs> Reed. Went down. Helen yeah. Reed's one of the only ones who knows, so it makes yeah. sense that his children, Jojen and Amira, hook up with Bran. There's something there. Mm -hmm. um, these flashbacks, and you mentioned it, we're getting them doled out piece by piece by piece. And it was, we all wanted Bran to run up those stairs. Oh, I, yeah. I think it made sense that it, we didn't. Oh, and can we mention when he yells his father's name? Uh -huh. Very important. Name. Uh -huh. That's interesting, yeah. Very yes. important. What do you and think he, about that? A little bit of magic, right? I thought it was bit. interesting. Well, I actually, I thought the Three-Eyed Raven's reaction was the most uh, interesting one of that, because he almost looks pained. To he me, almost was, looks like, oh, crap, what have you done? Oh, no, this is the worst thing that I could have thought of, that you tried this. I, yeah. I felt like that was what was going on with him. I, like, I took it as Doc Brown telling Marty, don't mess with the space time continuum. Don't write time continuum. <laughs> don't write history. You're here to just witness it and learn the yeah. facts. Yeah. See, the yeah. ink is dry. Yeah. Let it stay dry, kid. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't have an effect on it while it was being written. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't want to get into time happened. travel yes. in this show. Please, no. Yes. If there's anything like least than magic. Spencer's already <laughs> like, forget it. I hate this episode yeah. now. Timelines. Oh, God. Do we think these flashbacks were getting, we know we're at least getting some stuff with the, the Night King and Bran. There's been that in the trailers. I think this is building up, and you kind of hinted at it, Spencer. This is building up with Jon Snow's story. We're getting this thing, and the past of Jon is getting uh, kind of revealed, and going to get to something big at the end, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I'm a little disconcerted that uh, yeah, the Three-Eyed Raven said he has to learn everything, literally everything, <laughs> which sounds like a long time in that tree. Uh, also, he, he looks pretty good for a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah, he does. I Melisandre needs to borrow some moisturizer from this guy, because he looks fantastic for, yeah. for uh, one Rivers case. off of a tree, life force will do wonders Oh, for here's you. a Tom and Kimber uh, on Twitter are, are two of our favorite Screen Junkie fans. They ask, is, is Howland Reed the high sparrow? He's still alive. I don't believe so. That's a tinfoil that hat theory. That is a tinfoil hat theory that's strange. out there for sure. It's interesting. I mean, because he's the we, lord of that whole Yeah, we haven't met him area. yet, as far as we know. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could have met him, and it, it could be the High Sparrow, and that definitely is a theory that's out there, but yeah. I would be surprised if be that surprised. was the case. And, and a lot of people, uh, Danny checking to get on Twitter saying, do you think Ned heard Bran? And I absolutely, yes, he heard yeah. Bran, yes. and it definitely, uh, it's not probably not going to be mean, last time. Aren't I think. the Reeds Northerners? They yes, are. they so are. So they wouldn't even be into the Seven, so that's a long con if right. that's 
that's a con yes. is doing. Long, 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 long con. very intricate well, con. And then I'm also wondering if Bran is supposed to learn all the things that have happened because of his role in this master plan. What is his role? Yeah. Why must yeah. he know everything? Right. I hope it's just not a tool for us to know exposition through flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really wondering what Bran's role is. Well, because right. if you guys were like me, you kind of got the, the idea that he was, oh, he's up in the north, he's in the tree, he's there forever. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. we're being told again that no, no, you have a bigger part to play right. and you're not going to be here forever. You just have to learn everything first. Yeah, right. Just nice. that. Just flashcards. Open up Wikipedia to A. Here's the Encyclopedia Britannica. Remember those? Here we go. Um, so guys, a lot of other, we could talk about Tower Joe for a long time because it definitely, it's big. It's a big moment and mm-hmm. for me, this did mm-hmm. pay off. It lived up to my expectations and it was fun. But there's other things in here to answer. Uh, whether or not I thought the episode was slow, it definitely brought up questions. And I, that's why in the end I do like all Game of Thrones episodes. Even yeah, prior to this, yes. Chaos is a Ladder, that Chaos episode was my least favorite episode, but I loved the ending. I'll always love that episode because of B- uh, Baelish's speech. So there's stuff in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Arya is officially no one. She graduated, oh, guys! Oh, that was was a that sad her graduation? Moment. Is that it? Is she no longer an acolyte? That's my is question she officially, to you. Officially, I don't know. That's my question. Because if you drink the water and you're still someone, then it kills you, right? Mm. Yeah. Then that's, that's how you become no definitely one. Definitely how you get it was your stated. face taken off. Right. They're yeah. keeping it very vague. Um, very and vague. I wish I, I feel like this is a lost opportunity, uh, unless we're about to see this. But I would have rather seen her like out on assignment and like killing people and like going around the bravos and stuff like yeah. that. I know budget reasons, things happen. Sure. But you're not supposed to do that until you are no one. This is and they really wanted to just, make sure they gave her that chance and she blew it. So yeah. now they had to like make sure she was no one first before they start sending her it's out. Just as a, a lot of sticks. So here's our yeah. stick drinking the Gatorade that wakes <laughs> right. her up here. And look, I liked the sh- the training sequence. To me, was shot well. It looked well. I'm glad. That they sped up the training in one way, but I think we do miss some stuff. I don't think they did stuff. speed it up because they spent all three episodes now with her getting hit by a stick. That's true. So that's th- and, uh, this and, was and the it only, only took one block and she passed. <laughs> right there, we go. That was it. That was all she needed to do. And I don't understand why she's the Game of Thrones version of Daredevil right now. And what was the point of all of the stick fighting? Like the only other person in Game of Thrones history that's ever shown up I with stopped. a wooden stick to a battle was Serio, <laughs> and things did not go well for him. Tell me about uh, did yeah, they? they really think it's going to come down to the stick for Arya. It better come pay off later. And my tin. Foil hat of Serio still being alive. Yeah. I thought I was at home the first time watching this thinking, here's the moment, because she ste- keeps saying, the wave keeps asking, who else is on your list? I, right. That's a pretty short list. Marin Trant was on the list, right. so I was expecting that to come up and her to be like, that, w- that was my kill. Right. But it didn't happen, because uh, tinfoil hat theories don't always happen. <laughs> but I enjoy that. I, I still enjoy my tinfoil th- hat theory, where I'm not sure if it's Serio C- Pharrell, but I... I Feel like the waif is somebody else. Waif. Mm. Something else. Mm. Something is else is going on there. Important. Um, well, Where's Arya going? Like, yeah, go, yeah. Well, they, they, this is the second time they've mentioned the hound. They've kind of fixated on the hound here uh, well, for the questioning so her, well, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely the hound came up a lot in this week. Yeah. Um, where do we think Arya is going to go from here? Predictions, because whether she graduates or not. The big question to me is always how she factors back into the main story. Right. right. She goes back to get Needle and go, ha ha, joke's on you guys. I'm actually Arya. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> First thing I said after the episode ended, I was like, Needle is still out yeah. there. She's yeah. going to come for it eventually. But I do think that she's really committed at this point. I don't think she's that yeah. that tricky that she can hide herself from these people. I think they exactly. can see through her. So I right. really think she's lost who she is. 
I think it'll come back, but probably not till she's face to face with someone she's killing. That's definitely they definitely sold it as, hey, if you're no one, you drink this. Oh, she passed the test. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you there. Like she at this point has to be right. Or else mm-hmm. she's gaming the system in some kind of way. Uh, a lot of stuff there with Arya, but uh, the, another Stark return this week, mm-hmm. and we uh, got to head up uh, back to Winterfell, and the Car Stark Umber Bolton's The Next Generation sitcom, <laughs> right. which was pretty funny. I gotta say, I like the Small John, uh, the new uh, the new leader, the new Lord uh, Umber. Oh, I want him around. He's the MVP <laughs> of the episode for me. Just it was really. awesome. <laughs> he was just shit talking Ramsey right to his face. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll go on. We'll, uh, well his, more thoughts his, about his Father, the great John, was the one who got his uh, yeah, hand, uh, his fingers bit off in uh, season uh, one when uh, Rob Stark and uh, he challenged Rob Stark and Grey Wind was like, "Let me take your fingers." That's his. That's his dad. Who we <laughs> that believe was his cue to dad. be like, "Yeah, now you're my king." I kind of <laughs> like the scene because uh, the Car Stark guy is a, a bootlicker to me. He's mm. just and a pedophile and a pedophile apparently. <laughs> Way to yeah. throw that in and be like, "Well, if you nope. didn't like this character before, let's yep. just we'll, <laughs> we nice. know what'll get you." Yeah. But the big reveal here, uh, getting right to it, is uh, is uh, the. Small John shows up with uh, two two gifts, mm-hmm. and it is of course God, Osha and Rickon. We can watch it here as it is uh, coming through the darkness of Winterfell. Of course, you know right away with Osha. Boom. We're going to get Rickon. How mm-hmm. old is Rickon? What stage of puberty is he? Exactly. <laughs> Been I'm gone for a couple years. And as... Nice uh, and young. The way Carstart likes them. Uh, <laughs> we have no, uh, you know, we don't get to be book nerds here because we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So this is this is a new direction, which I like about this season of Game of Thrones. It's an even playing field for all viewers, and that makes it fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rickon's revealed, and then of course uh, Shaggy Dog. No. Had <laughs> a Shaggy Dog. Do you? A lot of people. Uh, uh, ben DPB is saying uh, he's on Twitter saying I don't think I don't think the Umbers killed Shaggy Dog. I think they're taking advantage of the situation. Uh, oh yeah, to- see that oh, yeah? that's a theory that rang really true to me. I saw mm-hmm. that flying around the internet, and mm-hmm. it's um, just the after talking shit to his face for so long and then be like, well, I got you a gift. It really seems like a ploy. Um, like he is bringing a Stark back into Winterfell, and he's clearly still loyal to the Starks. He wouldn't bow to this guy. He wouldn't kiss the ring. Yeah. He wouldn't do anything. Mm. And he's brought a Stark into Winterfell. Really? He's right next to him. I mean, I think that this is the uh, the North Remembers plan that's no, been formatting for a long time. No, that's what I get for not time. Googling. This is so new no, to me. No, it's just, it's an interesting theory. <laughs> I, I mean, the books I, haven't I said I like it. anything one way or another, although there is yeah. like some uh, internal Winterfell, like Mance Raider, I think, is still alive the in the books. The ghost of Winterfell maybe. type of thing, yeah. Right, yeah. that someone is in, inside the walls killing off Bolton people. So I think that this oh, might so be their attempt at bringing back, like, uh, Ramsey's about to get it from inside and out from yeah. uh, yes. uh, from inside Winterfell and the uh, Wildlings. Uh, it's my, one of those series where I hope it's true. Yeah, because yeah, I like Umber a lot. I was yeah. so on his was side. And then I'm trying to save that. And we only that. have Small John's word that his father, that his father <laughs> is dead. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, for all we know, nope, uh, he's actually back at House Umber and kind of taken over and yeah. planning this out with his son and being like, I know a way inside the walls. My yeah. Patton on Twitter checks in and says, I waited three years for Rick on an ocean to come back and they do that, it better be a trick or I'll flip a table. <laughs> sure. Will Ferrell style. Yeah. <laughs> but even if it is a trick and you've now pl- planted Rickon on purpose back mm-hmm. in the house, so what? What can he do? 
Well, if you kill Ramsey, I mean, people aren't gonna. The, how he, gonna but how is he gonna woods? kill well, Ramsey? You have uh, you have Osha, who's pretty good at killing. Yeah. You've got right. small John, jobs too. Who's doing right. Yeah, you know, I mean, she's, she's gonna the, play in it. Everyone in the north still loves the Starks, pretty much. Uh, all the old right. the servants, all the people that have been around Winterfell for their whole lives, they're still loyal. You got to believe that they'll have the North remembers moment and stab Ramsey. That's interesting. Nice. I, you know, I, I didn't think of it in those terms, and I definitely the Umbers. You know, that, that feels good. You they, hope. They were good. Yeah, because the thing is, in the book, like they only join the join the Boltons because uh, the father is being held hostage. Sure. And in this case, you know, they're saying the father is dead, but is he? And mm-hmm. if he isn't, or even if he is, there's no guarantee that they won't hold the Boltons responsible, and this is a good way to do it. Mm. I, I mean, if Ramsey's smart, he'll kill Rickon immediately. Just He's, he's a right. Stark in Winterfell. So you my gotta, big question yeah. is, did the heir to Winterfell, how much does that matter in this world now, which is kind of chaotic, it's not the old ways? And, and again, if you to Rickon, that's, oh, that's the guy technically right now who should be in charge so mm-hmm. wouldn't you turn him into reek too i saw uh, uh, we mm-hmm. had uh, shin k modi uh, or shni k modi on, on twitter sorry <laughs> rick on as reek two question mark question mark question mark you can't right. risk that i mean it, it, yeah. he's just like sansa because of his last name they're too valuable and with them you can hold the whole north but without them yeah. you, you know you can only hold the people that you can skin alive and that's not an infinite number of guys. And but, you could have a baby with Sansa, but you can't have a baby with Rickon, so you're oh, right. Yeah. He's only valuable, actually, if he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty okay. much, yeah. Because, mm. I mean, with Sansa, he was probably going to kill her the moment that she gave birth to a little baby boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Use that birth control, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which she did by running away. That's birth control in Westeros. Uh, I thought it was a great scene, a great moment. Surprised. I was I was caught off guard that Rickon came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, wasn't expecting that. No island, no Isle of Skagos, none of that. None of it. He's back, kid. Mm-hmm. And Shaggy Dog will we'll, we'll send him off uh, later. If that, you know, hey, do you think it's Shaggy Dog? You think it's another big wolf? No, I think it's Shaggy Dog. I think Shaggy Hopefully, Dog. He died I, of I natural just, causes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I they mean, just stuck the corkscrew in him. You for did have effect. me. You did have me going on the theory until like they brought out Shaggy Dog's head, and I was like, oh, maybe he actually again, did turn. Or maybe, okay. hey, part of it. Hey, you got to sacrifice right. 3PO yeah. to Jabba to get everyone inside the palace. Right. So maybe or this like is what it is. Juvenile uh, direwolf diabetes onset. <laughs> and he, he took a yeah yeah. And a lot <laughs> of people, uh, a lot of people on Twitter, they like your theory, Spencer. I'm into it. Yeah, exactly. Tin foil hat moment. Yeah, um, Shaggy Dog accidentally ate some chocolate, and you know exactly. the umbers are just going to take it. There you go. <laughs> there you sure. go. Direwolves and chocolate is a bad thing. It's <laughs> no. like pom- Pomeranians, uh, guys, and the rest. There's a lot of other stories out there. I want to get to the core yes. of each story today. Daenerys Targaryen no longer control of her own destiny or is she she gonna flip this around somehow what did you think about her going back to the place where she ate that heart of the stallion uh and uh, this moment where they, they want her to retire basically mm-hmm. as per custom i'm a little mad that they still had her walking even after learning who she is i'm like really she doesn't get that's even true. the respect of a horse like that, <laughs> that matters to these people that's a good point and uh and i have to say just because we've seen this before i re- i remember it being greener this could be just a tiny, tiny little detail mm. for me, but for me as Seasons a book reader, I was just like, well, maybe this is part of the Dothraki Sea going dry mm, yeah, and whatever, season, you know, whatever. Or a different I'm art totally, director. I'm totally full of shit, either way. <laughs> <laughs> Mira, what do you think about Daenerys in this moment? Uh, uh, I have no real thoughts. I just yep. can't wait for everyone else to go save her. No! <laughs> I don't want no? people to come save her. I'm so sick of this. I'm actually really... Run with it. I'm really kind of mad that Jorah and Dario are on their way to save her. I want her to step up, remember she has a dragon, 
think her own way out of this instead of waiting for someone to come well, down. Well, that's why I'm she checked out. Has. Mm. Yeah, I'm Sorry. checked out because of a Dragon X Machina that we know is coming. Like, uh, mm-hmm. surely Drogon has eaten enough or had his, you know, yeah. his barbecue nap by now. And <laughs> it's only a matter of time before a dragon comes to the go, oh, you're the mother dragons. Whoops, sorry. And then they all ride out of there. Well, she, I mean, she has a little bit of a history of outwitting people, like even from just selling her dragon and then turning it on the guy and she roasting already him used alive. The, she already used the I don't speak the language trick. Yeah, she's which just is her one she trick. Right. She played that one out. That one out. <laughs> but like, I have to, I have to believe that she's supposed to be this, you know, great hope of all of Westeros and Essos. The great white hope. I wasn't saying it. <laughs> I just, I think I described somebody as that last season, <laughs> last episode. So I was trying to avoid it. Uh, but like, she needs to step up. She needs to kind of have uh, kind of her own moments of saving herself rather than wait, continuing to wait. Am I the only one that thinks she's mostly had her own mov- moments? Wow, we are really not on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight, fight, no. fight, fight, fight. No, yeah. That, well, it's, it's uh, I, I don't want to say I'm checked out of Daenerys' storyline, but she's always been a bit disappointing to me anyway mm. um, because I, a lot of potential. She's like a sophomore slump for me. She's a great rookie season. <laughs> and just kind of, um, But it's because I want so much from the character. So in these moments, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. I care because I care about the show, but I almost was, they're like, this big moment is just them telling her, oh, you're going to have another big moment because people are going to vote on you. We're gathering everybody. Jeff Probst is coming out. We're going to travel council with you. Hold on. Oh, and look, a dragon's going to fly by. Right. I'm calling it right now. Oh, whoa, I forgot about that. All right, <laughs> right. let's go. Um, yeah. I think that the, as long as dragons are around, it kind of makes her character not, uh, it doesn't rob her of agency, but it's like yeah. she she has this ace in the hole that we know is going to save her if she ever gets too far in danger. Well, and they mm. do have that theory, I think we've mentioned before, about like, uh, why aren't you calling the Dosh Kaleen on being like, hey, remember that whole prince who was promised rides within me thing? Prophecy that you guys said? Uh, right. What the hell, guys? My son died. <laughs> I, I and it's like, and it, you know, the the theory running around is that's actually going to be Drogon yeah. and or Danny herself. Maybe. So maybe when Drogon flies overhead, they're like, oh, Stallion, no. that mounts the world. Maybe. I did know? like the moment where she, the, 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 the older uh, lady was just kind of like, yeah, 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 I've heard the story. I was a queen too. Yeah. <laughs> Another good reality check moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 which I enjoyed. True. Because she, every, every time she meets someone, she's like, I am the breaker of chains. <laughs> I am the queen of rich. Shut up. <laughs> a couple times this year, everyone's like, yeah, 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 you're good. Oh, guys, let's talk about uh, Varys. Let's go to uh, Essos uh, over there, or deeper in Essos there. Uh, or actually, it wouldn't be deeper. It'd be more west in Essos. Uh, Varys using his skills. I love watching Varys use his skills. Mm-hmm. He gets uh, Vanna to kind of give up some information. Uh, was To me, though, the letdown here was the information was a little bit not surprising. Like, right. of course the cities that you destroyed probably are going to fund a terrorist organization. Exactly. To go against yeah. right. I totally agree. I'm like, you didn't find out who the harpy was or anything about yeah. that? Be like, cool, now we have this other thing to go do. The, it's just the thing it's is, totally like, underwhelming. Marine is so boring, we don't even know anyone else that could surprise us. Like, oh, right. it's actually right. who? Grey Worm? Like, there's no one else in Marine for us to get to know for them to reveal right. as being behind all this. So, yeah. For that, yeah. For anyone that, that we were vaguely introduced to last season, we've already forgotten. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, the Sons of Harpy are a reference to the Harpy symbol of the city, but there is a Harpy. There's someone in charge. So to learn that, hey, guess what? There's someone funding a dude who's in charge of this, or, or a woman. Uh, um, that would have been a little more, it's like, yeah, well, of course that's happening. Find Apparently. out who the Harpy is. Uh, move that story forward for me. And that maybe yeah. was a little bit when this episode broke down for me. Could little it bit. be Grey Worm? Could it be? It's Miss Sandy. Yeah, Miss Sandy or Jorah. Uh, Those those are the only people we know in Marine. I did like this scene a little bit with Tyrion. Like, what do you guys talk about in your dates? Patrol. (laughs) Patrol. Oh, my God. I just, I have to say, like, this is the second episode in a row where I was just... 
completely disappointed with what they're doing with Tyrion. Really? I'm like, so you're just kind of making these jokes, I guess, but it's not really that interesting to me. I'm I like, did want to see him govern more. Yeah, um, I want to yeah. see him being clever. Like, yes, he's funny. We get that. But he's funny when he's kind of coming like up from behind and making fun of people who are putting him mm-hmm. down. And it's like now that he's actually in a position of power, we're not really getting to see him wield that at all. And mm-hmm. that's that's a little disappointing for me. Right. I thought it was a waste of a scene. I think that uh, Grey Worm mm-hmm. and Miss Andy are the most boring couple in the universe. <laughs> I love them individually, but together they are dull AF. Right. And then to waste the scene where Tyrion is trying to play like drinking games with them, when really we could be Tyrion trying to whore, we could see him trying to whore his way through Maureen, because that's how we <laughs> discovered him. Oh, he yeah. would whore his way through places. I think the last time he got screwed was pre-Shay betrayal right. in like yeah. season You're four. You're really worried he about that. He needs to get yeah. his groove back. I, no. Exactly. He Tyrion needs his groove back. so much. He had so much sex for four seasons and then all of a sudden he's like been kidnapped. He's been sent to the fighting pits. He's lived in a small box where he shit on himself for months. Like <laughs> shit has gone not well for but Tyrion. But he tried to go to a brothel on the road and yeah. it didn't work. Exactly. It surprises me as much as you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a shame. You're right. Let's just try to get some in Marine. Can we all vote on that? Yes. Please. We'll work on that. More sex for Tyrion. Tyrion, more interesting character. Thank Jack Shipley checks writing. in. Says Tyrion's scene of quote playing a game is a total waste of five minutes, and I kind of agree. I yeah, like the moment you. because in these big fantasy epics and everything, there's always moments where like you got to think the queen is just sitting there on the throne for two hours waiting for something to do. We're seeing the movie, so right, I do like yeah. that. There's some reality of like, hold on, what do you guys want to do? So while what we're waiting? You, what yeah. did you guys do yesterday? Yeah. The <laughs> one thing that I liked about it was it did sort of emphasize the difference between how he grew up versus how these guys right. grew up. Like, sure. of course they didn't play games; they were slaves. Right. Like. Get yeah, that was true, too. Yeah, that's a little insensitive, just, dude. You're right, and, and you mentioned it, Mary. It's like, this is, we had a lot going on, a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and we spent five minutes this fun yeah. moment, but not a big moment. Maybe we could have used it elsewhere. I thought the only nice part of that scene was Miss Sandy's abs. Well, Way to yes. showcase those abdominals. Yes. Natalie Emanuel ain't ugly, I'll tell you. No, that. totally. Yeah, you Body that. goals right yes. there. Yes. Absolutely. Body goals. I thought the same thing. I want to talk next about the High Sparrow manipulating Tommen. Um, Who isn't manipulating Tommen these days? That's true, oh. and that's an excellent point. He's a bad queen, bad queen, bad king. Um, a little bit about High Sparrow. We've talked a little bit on the show before. Not the greatest... Most entertaining storyline, but I uh-huh. love Jonathan Price's work. Another great scene. Is he a master manipulator or is he picking easy targets? Oh, easy oh. targets. Yeah. Well, but he's a powerful but, target. I mean, who better to go for sure. than the king? And he well. knows how to play Tommen. I loved, like, even just, like, they went from standing facing each other and facing off to mm-hmm. being like, oh, sit here, my little knees, boy. Right. my knees, I have to sit down. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, why don't you sit down here next to me and we'll talk as equals and I'm going to tell you what's good for you. Like, yeah, I think he's oh, actually, he, so he, good. he keeps moving the goalposts of what he needs out of the crown. Like, well, that was good, but now I'm going to need you to do this right. and I'm mm-hmm. going to need you to do that. So he's kind of got them by the balls, which is an interesting position for this guy that has no power, quote unquote. I thought that was way too easy. I still don't buy the storyline. I don't buy how this group of people are more powerful than the Lannisters. And I don't get how Tommen walks in. He wants his wife to see his, I mean, his mom to see his sister. He wants his wife back. And all the guy had to do was, like, give him a couple of accolades and, you know, speak in a tender voice. And all of a sudden, Tommen has pivoted. I did but not buy he's that. He's been taken down, advantage of yeah. his whole life. He's like, calling his bluff. and Because he said, Tommen already walked up to the Sept and walked right back to uh, right back to the castle once already. So he knows that this guy is not a good poker player that he's right. going to blink first. 
Because um, mm. the go. alternative is to well, stab somebody in the church. And, and did we have Tommen's a moment of thinking that. that the high sparrow was going to stab Tommen? I had a second. Uh, I, I just thought that, that might have happened. I did, too. <laughs> I did too. I had a moment. I just, any, basically, anytime two characters are in the yeah. same frame together, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, crap, yeah, now, oh god. Now, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. High sparrow, definitely someone to watch. Also, someone to watch is, uh, well, Sir Robert Strong, but now just call him Sir Gregor on the show, which yeah. I understand from a show point of view because we see him. You're not fooling anybody. That is uh, the mountain. So why not just skip the Robert Strong alias and just go right to who he is? Mm -hmm. It's confirmed. (laughs) And Cersei, Jamie, Kyburn, Little Birds, all that stuff, though, that cut to the core of that scene, that is uh, Cersei saying, uh, I am playing for trial by combat Mm -hmm. because I got this guy in my corner. Probably not going to work out well for her. For her? For her? For Cersei? For Cersei? Well, I mean, that's I wouldn't want to fight that guy. I don't... <laughs> who, who would you pick? Who should be the champion of the Faith Militant? Well, I, I do. Do we want to talk about the uh, the blank bowl that we're all getting uh, hyped I for on the book side? Hasn't even been hinted at yet for that side of it. So yeah, I'm not. And you, we're, we're not even sure. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. You can look up Clegane Bowl. Hashtag it. Do your own research. It's been he's been mentioned twice. Clearly, we're playing to that end game in my brain. We're going there. We won't go into details of it. But, <laughs> so, yeah. um, At this point, I'm expecting the, the waif to pull her face off and she's the it hound. could be. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Could be, huh. but that, to me, was the whole point of that scene. Like, that Cersei's strategy is, uh, I'm playing to trial by combat. We're going to vote for a tie in the uh, council here. Yeah, they're going for a mistrial. Yeah, um, going for a mistrial. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then, yeah, you see that there's, an, again, an, maybe an uneasy Lannister-Tyrell uh, alliance coming. Um, yeah. It seems mm-hmm. like, really, the rich versus the poor is, is the plotline being set up at King's Landing. I like that. I think it's an interesting place to yeah. go. And the birds, you had a great little uh, insight about what the little birds mean to your kind of reality of Game of Thrones. Yeah, because he's so mysterious when he's like, oh, the little birds mm-hmm. tell me. It's like, who is this amazing spy network he has? No, it's just, you know, little orphan Annie's just uh, eating little candy <laughs> from bears. Oh, thank you, thank you, sir. Oh, hold a whisper. <laughs> I just think that's a that's a fun, uh, grounded moment for it. Yeah, and I like Kyburn. Kyburn is one of my favorite little side characters. I don't know, there's something about that guy. He's smart. I don't think he was creepy at all with these kids. He was smart. He playing them as he should. Yeah, I and agree. It's a great moment. I think I like old them. men, children, and candy is always creepy. <laughs> <laughs> on paper, Miriam. On paper. Kyburn. Especially because this one has a cock and balls. Varys didn't. Yeah. No, maybe there's a little, okay, little white van action. But yeah, no, I, I'm actually with you. I'm actually with you, Ken, on this. Yeah. I did not think it was creepy at all. I thought it was actually very well done. Like compassion for the kids. It's not just what he can get out of them, but like, oh yeah, your father who was beating you and your mother up. I took care of it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, um, and guys, we'll be taking your calls here in a bit. We're going to put some calls into a section. Also, Trivia by Combat is coming up, so get ready to Skype in on SJ Plus Live. Mm-hmm. Still watching you here on Twitter. Um, Sam Gilly in the Barf Bucket. <laughs> Not much do we need to say about it. I liked it. but you didn't uh, A lot of people scene? didn't. I, I thought it was cool because you see Gilly kind of come to life as a character. True. Yes. Um, I liked her spunk uh, uh, mm. cutting back to her. And, you know, uh, Sam is just as pukey and, and pathetic as ever, <laughs> but lovable. And uh, and it set up something that I am excited for, which is to see uh, the Tarleys um, and to yeah, go okay. back to his hometown. Yeah. And that's a big moment for Sam. He, he's spoken how much he hates his father and how much he's afraid of his father. Yeah. So him saying, I'm going to go back. That's big for Sam. Yeah. And it's just as a quick thing, like basically the whole reason that Sam was sent to the wall in the first place was because his father was ashamed of him. And yeah. want, like the moment that he had a little brother who could take over as heir of House Tarly, uh, you know, Randall Tarly, Sam's father, was like, all right, get your ass to the wall or you're going to have a little bit of an accident. Yeah. yeah. So this is, wow. this is scary for him all over the place. 
yeah, big moment for us. So, did you like him barfing? Uh, no, I was like, dude, you got laid once when you saved Gilly from rape. Like, stop barfing. I don't know why I'm Mary, on the wall. Really, want Mary a lot more sex yeah, in this show. Yeah, you do it. Do like brought a, me to a it. chart at home or like the last <laughs> yeah. people. The you guys do how many people got murdered for episode? And I'm like, who got fucked? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when your main characters have no nudity clauses in their contracts yeah. as they move on. Yeah. You just get far less sex. Um, it's a problem. I do, the, the funny moment of the uh, Picel and the mountain and the fart joke that was. Uh, JT, can we play that clip again? I know you're running the background here. Let's oh, I listen. I missed this the first time I saw it. <laughs> I did too. I did not. <laughs> that was adorable. It's a squeaker. I missed it the first time. Second time, you know what? I'm one over. The second yep. I, would, I saw it on Twitter and I went, I was like, what are they doing? This is George Lucas in the prequels. No, uh, he's, he's an old man. He's all, he's probably incontinent in the first <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. place. Can and, I? Uh, yeah, I think we'd all shit our pants a little bit. Uh, a little, yeah. Since <laughs> we turned around and saw we, the guy we were talking giant. about. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just I have to say, we talked a little bit about waste, you know, wasting Tyrion earlier. Mm. I feel like the Pycelle is being wasted a little too because they set mm. up some stuff like in the previous seasons of him kind of like playing this doddering old man and actually mm -hmm. knowing a little bit more than he actually did. And I feel like now, yeah, um, he's making fart jokes. Okay, <laughs> I mean, sure, <laughs> but yeah. all right. For me, I feel so it just shows that everybody's playing some sort of game and doesn't necessarily need to go anywhere. It's just... I want everything to go everywhere. Everything, everywhere. Everything, yeah. yeah. Which actually, I I will, yeah. Which actually, I will say, like, the one funny thing about the Sam and Gilly scene for me was, like, I'm now going to look to her line of C and C. Yeah. They're, they're pronounced the same, but they're spelled differently as, like, as proof of anyone who goes, oh, no line on Game of Thrones is ever wasted and yeah. everything needs something. I'm like, really? Yeah. That, 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 uh, that was a nice, that was charming for me. And so was the gas. Yeah. 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 I um, that. Guys, uh, we uh, have a lot to talk to in the, uh, talk about in the minutes uh, we have remaining here. So I do want to move on with some things. We're going to start taking some calls. We do have a top three inspired by uh, this week's episode, as we always do. Our top three, JTE, is most brutal executions. Mm. Not necessarily deaths, but actual classic executions. Number three on the list. And again, here in the room, tell me if you agree. Tell me what I missed. And uh, you guys check in. It is uh, it is uh, Melisandre burning Mance Raider. Slow burn, mm. the, the pain on his face, uh, the fear, and then Jon Snow takes him out. It was pretty hard to watch, claustrophobic in a way. Uh, number two on the list, what we got today. Jon, or yesterday, Jon Snow hangs Ollie and friends, and they go blue immediately. <laughs> yep. Uh, and a good, uh, good... Make them dance. Spasm in, spasm in the background. And number one uh, is Theon failing to clearly cut off the head of Sir Roderick Cassell. Back in season wow, two. Wow, no, um, no little Stannis, uh, Shireen? No well, Shireen? Well, the debate... Well, that's technically an execution. That was the debate we were having. Okay. What? It's a sacrifice. <laughs> uh, she all right. wasn't uh, sentenced. It wasn't like a <laughs> trial. Potato, oh, potato. I, <laughs> I thought of that too, yeah. exactly. Well, fair enough, but that's what I'm saying. Let me know. But uh, for me, the hacks, the hacks, the hacks ah. from Theon also showed a character moment where he was... Even in trying to execute someone, oh, it belongs not to the top as good, three, for yeah. sure. Not so as good inept. as Rob or Ned. He yeah. couldn't be a Stark even mm -hmm. when he tried to be one. Uh, throughout uh, crucifying all those children, although I guess we didn't see it, so crucifying the masters. Crucifixion's a tough thing to watch. Okay. That's an excellent, that's high on the list too there, coming yeah. in, squeaking in, number four with a bullet. Those definitely count as executions. Yeah. I think that counts. Yeah. Lon, do we have some calls? We do have some calls. Let's Yay. take some calls from the folks out there and see what's going on in the mind of our Watching Thrones fans. Hey, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Chandler. I'm calling from Exeter in England. Hello, hello. Nice, England. Nice. Checking in twice today. Yeah. Uh, what's in your mind for this episode? 
Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, I'm glad Rickon's back. I think that'll be a good storyline to follow. What do you think the storyline's going to be with Rickon? Uh, I don't know, but um, I was talking to my friend who reads the books because I don't. Yeah. And he also he also uh, studies um, Latin at university. Right. And he says that Rickon means Latin uh, means king in mm. Latin. Ooh. So Ooh. interesting. Huh. I like that. Back We'll come back yeah. to that. We'll come back to that. Uh, great. Uh, did you enjoy the episode overall? What's your take on where, where the episode was for you? Uh, I did enjoy it. It's a bit slow, but I think, you mm-hmm. know, only episode three, so you're like, you're building something. Do you know what everyone else's name means in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't study Damn. Ask your friend. <laughs> we'll have to look that up. <laughs> great. Thank you so much for the call there. Uh, we're going to uh, let another call come on in, but thanks so much for calling in and uh, checking in from England. I like yeah. that. Here's England that. checking in today. What time is it today. over there? Uh, Lon's going to give me that thumbs up when we got a call. Um, next week, guys, Return of Baelish. Mm. Jorah yeah. and the Great Danny Rescue. Yes. Marjorie Tyrell. Yes. And the, and the okay. Tyrells and Lannisters. Yeah. But that's going to cause them maybe to come together, you think, huh? Yeah, hopefully they're uh, keeping a few quivers in that arrow because I, uh, arrows in that quiver because I didn't really see anything I got excited for in the next episode. Except, well, I mean, <laughs> I was disagree. excited for Peter Don't Baelish. Disagree. I was like, oh, that's where he is. Uh, yeah. Baelish. 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 Back. What do you think about Baelish, Mary? Oh, I like him. I want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, where the hell have you been, man? Yeah. Right. He's been playing yeah. And uh, Theon back at Pike now. Theon, Pike, some more Greyjoy oh, stuff. That is very interesting. Yes. That's some meaty material. We got another call on the line. Welcome to Watching Thrones. Uh, hi there. Hey. Uh, Eric from D.C. Hey, Eric. D- hey. Eric from D.C. Checking in from the nation's capital here. Here on Morning Radio. <laughs> Westeros. <laughs> Westeros Radio. Oh. Uh, Eric, what's on your mind? So I had a question about the Targaryens because I've noticed this episode and last episode, Tower of Joy, Secret Targaryens. What's what's the deal with people actually liking them? Because I was trying to think of, like, what is what are the Targaryens to me? Mm. They're silver-haired Mm-hmm. Purple-eyed pyromaniacs who <laughs> practice ritual incest and became the kings of Westeros because they had some overgrown lizards <laughs> melt Harrenhal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compared to Robert Baratheon, who won the kingdom by his own will with the help of loyal friends and a big-ass hammer. But mm. everyone seems to love the Targaryens. <laughs> well, it, it yeah. might just be Stockholm Syndrome, man. <laughs> They're in charge for 300 years. You better like them. Um, but it's a fair question. Spencer, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, these are the perils of monarchies. Sometimes you have a good one. Sometimes you have a bad one. Right. Because the Targaryens have had their ups and downs. They've had their uh, their uh, Bill Clintons and their Roger Clintons. And they are, uh, you know, there are loyal houses to them, and there are less loyal houses to them. So. True. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. And then obviously, Eric, to that point, people didn't like them because they were all quick to jump on the rebellion train once the moment happened. And that uh, happened before well, with yeah. Blackfire Rebellion. Like, there's yeah. been there's been evidence that people rose up a little bit against them before. But well, it, it, it's, it's always yeah. been... Oh, for fans, yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, for fans? Just, oh, I was oh, going, oh, I was I going into just, the nerd bubble story. I thought you meant the people <laughs> Just kidding. For fans, <laughs> for fans, I think it's just the allure of this kind of mysterious for, forgotten magic, people. Yeah. And they got the dragons. They, they all kind of look the pretty. The blonde hair. The blonde hair, Because <laughs> right. Amelia Clark is hot. Yeah, Mary, very hot. Right. Um, but Mary, for you as a show watcher, what's your feelings on the Targaryens? Well, I think that of all the Targaryens, the, most, that, the one that I am most intimately connected with now uh, or exposed to is Daenerys and I think she's an incredible leader so mm. you've had all these other bad apples but they're more a part of the exposition mm. I love Daenerys who she is what she stands for how she fights um, her intellectual prowess mm. so I'm a fan of at least a part of that bloodline sure yeah I mean I like him too there's something I mean Viserys not 
I didn't like, but I like Aemon Targaryen was really cool and insightful, and I liked his yeah. story up yeah. at the wall with Jon Snow. Baylor the Blessed. There's been some good yeah. ones, yeah. but it's exactly. really their whole uh, justification for ruling rests on having dragons. It's like they are right. they're the only nuclear power in Westeros, right. so that's right, why right, they're right, around. And for me personally, like I really like them because they brought magic back. Honestly, like you know, it was kind Spencer of allowed to die out. I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry, Spencer. I was you know it was allowed to die out in the land, and now thanks to Daenerys and thanks to this Targaryen, we have dragons again. We have magic again. Like I I like that personally right thank you so much for the call yeah, checking question. in here today on watching thrones uh alon start taking the next calls guys we're going to be trivia by combat here in a bit a chance to win with us uh and uh, play with our champions maybe if you need a champion coming up soon so if you're calling it now skyping out on, on <laughs> sj plus live you will be in the hopper for possibly competing on trivia guys i wanted to do something though today uh with the show wrapping around the corner here the final we are definitely wrapping up towards an end storylines are, are kind of finishing um 22 episodes left 21 something like that only 22 hours left to wrap this up oh my god i don't know which is why scenes with Tyrion like that piss me off yeah Yeah. the the conversations are always going to turn to uh you know who's going to end up with the iron throne who's going to be winning at the end and is there going to even be a throne to have uh, power in when you sit there. Mm. So we are uh, we're going to the Iron Bookmakers of Bravos now, where they're going to help you decide, and we're going to see if you guys agree with their picks. And this will help you when you decide to bet with your friends on who is and bet responsibly on who is <laughs> going to end up in the Iron Throne. So they have different categories for us here. The first one is the Lock of the Week. Now this is uh, based on each episode. The odds are going to be affected, so this could change next week. But the Lock of the Week to end up on the Iron Throne right now is Jon Snow. He's running two to one to sit in the Iron Throne at the very end of this. Anyone disagree? Agree? I agree. I just like that you've worked your sports gambling addiction into this show. That's well done. I'm working through things, Spencer. I'm working through things. Michelle? It's it's sports gambling, so I'm just going to kind of look and smile and nod and be like, okay, yes. I watch Game of Thrones for a reason, guys. I I actually Um, heard that uh, that Rickon means king in Latin, (laughs) so I'm going to go for Rickon as the uh, 10 to 1. Well, that could be. Could be. He might be coming up later. Down the moon door, this is someone whose chances may have been slipping. And after this week, we have Ramsey Bolton slipping down the list, 50 to 1 odds, (laughs) because Jon Snow is back and he's coming for you, kid. He had a shot because he had a lot of power growing, but he's slipping down. He's, he's not so a Down the bet. Moon Door is the next person to die? No, no. Down, down the, the Moon door? door means your chances of winning the Iron Throne are slipping. Oh, off of the throne. Oh, my God. This is all for, all for sitting the on the Iron Throne. <laughs> right. I have questions, guys. Okay. Fair <laughs> I'm following enough. now. I'm following. Got it. Got it. Fair got enough. It. Climbing the ladder. This is a person who, if you want to make a bet, you have maybe, uh, you, you want to you know hedge your bets a little bit. You're not sure about Jon Snow. You want maybe, not quite a sleeper pick, but someone climbing the ranks <laughs> after this episode. They have the mm, High Sparrow uh, 15 to 1 odds because Ooh. that manipulation of Tommen and pretty good. where his goals are. Yeah. It's not a bad bet. Yeah. I like uh, also like Gilly. Her fortunes are rising fast. <laughs> she's come a long way in, in about a year. Vocabulary. Yeah, she's learning new words. Her, she's already got a nice home. Her baby I mean, has hair. Baby's got hair. <laughs> that baby is finally hair. Uh, the, the Shadow Assassin, this is the sleeper pick. This is if you want to take a risk, put some money down, and maybe come out big. This is where you want to bet, Spencer. It is oh, Rick on nice. Stark, now yeah. climbing at 71. I like that. Yeah, because this is the guy that at the end sneaks in, Michelle, and might have the shot. It's possible. I mean, he's the last <laughs> Stark, technically. 
I love the high pitch like me. I don't know. <laughs> Brand's got other things to do. John's technically not a full Stark. Maybe John comes back, takes Winterfell, and says, Rick on, it's yours, and go south. What if it's Arya with Rick and Space? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. And the final one, this is the Iron Price. This is the one we think his chances are coming to an end because he might be dead soon. It is, uh, Bravos has this as King Tommen, slipping down to 100 to 1 odds to sit on the Iron Throne much longer. Too sweet for this world. I think Sorry, so. Too dumb for this world. Oh, Tommen. Or he could convert. He could be a, he could renounce it uh, without dying, I think. That, and then that, renounce the throne. He'd yeah. still be a bad pick. Next a episode, bad he's carving a seven-pointed yep, star exactly. into his forehead. <laughs> hey, Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got some trivia in there, the Lon. All right, we got someone ready for trivia. So who is it on the line? Trivia by combat. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hi. Pretty good, how are you? We're good. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Tyler. I'm from Alberta. Yo. Awesome. Nice sword on the wall. Tyler from yeah. Alberta up there in Canada. How close are you to Red Deer, Alberta? Uh, to Red Deer? Yeah. About an hour and a half. Oh, okay. That's to my only frame of reference to Alberta. Okay. <laughs> well, now that you're grounded. It's long story. <laughs> long story. All right, so Tyler, how this works, if you're not familiar, we're going to have three questions. Easy, medium, hard. I'll give you the question. You can decide at that point if you want to select a champion from the dais up here, uh, other than me, because I have the answers in front of me, and I'm shielding from Spencer as best I can. Um, but if you feel you got it, you answer. And if you win answer all three, you win a Screen Junkies prize. Are you ready, Tyler? I'm ready. Let's go. Yay. Let's do it. First question. Remember, after the question, you can decide if you want to declare a champion. If you declare a champion, it is for the rest of the game. Why do members of the Night's Watch burn dead bodies? So that they don't come back as whites. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! We got a winner. We got a winner. First one, first round. <laughs> Easy peasy. All right, medium. Name someone from Arya's kill list. Oh, Cersei. Cersei Lannister. Nice. Good one. I'm Cersei Baratheon, if, you, if, you ple if it pleases you. She's on the list. All right. Here is the final question. We've seen Tyrion play his I say a fact about you drinking game before. Name one of the two people he has played it with before. I'll do you one better. It was Braun and Shay. Yeah. He's tied. He's got both. Tyler, Woo! you've well got done. both. You didn't need a champion. You got in that ring and you fought for yourself. Tyler, great. <laughs> Hang on the line if you haven't yeah. already so we can get your information in shirt size, uh, unless Lon already took it. Um, uh, other than that, I'm going to send you a, a random size. Does he have Congrats, a question for man. us? Tyler, so what are you saying? Just as a, as a prize. Um, I am kind of curious how you guys think Arya is going to tie into the rest of the story. So like, are we. They've lots yeah. of training now. She's got to do something. I think she finds a way to get Needle and come back. I do believe Spencer said that she is no one now, yeah. but it's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We have no hint, no hint at all in the show what they're going to send her out to do, if they're going to just start sending her out on random assignments, right. or if they're going to be like, all right, we're 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 concerned with the politics in Westeros. You're going to go do something with that. I guess the question, the question to ask is, who does the Iron Bank hate, right? Because they're the ones right. that hire them? Uh, Could be. I guess anyone can anyone hire them, can right? Anyone can hire them, I think. Yeah. Damn, I don't know. Yeah. Or the question is, if once you are no one, can you go back to being someone? Or once you're no one, you right. are no one. I yeah, so is it yeah. like leaving Scientology? It's exactly. like she's, she's, gonna, she's gone clear, now she's exactly. on her way out. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> I have a question for him. Um, how many episodes do you think are going to go by before she goes to go get Needle? Hmm. Oh, it's going to be like the whole season. The whole going to wait until next yeah. season? Tyler, yeah. what do you think? I'm hoping that the uh, the many-faced god doesn't like that Jon Snow comes back and he's 
He's on their kill list. Ooh. Interesting, and she's oh. got to go kill. Oh, nice. Oh, that's we terrible like, and so I interesting. Like this. That's a good idea. It's very Song of Ice and Fire of you. Yeah. I like I that. Like oh my God, what if she killed Jon Snow with needle? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oof. Oh, that's and some she symmetry. She has to truly prove that she's exactly. no one by killing Jon Snow. Wow. The arc of that prop from loving needle to hating that prop when that wow. would happen. Yeah. That, Tyler, that's a good... That, good you, theory, get a, you get a, a bonus <laughs> tinfoil hat theory uh, prize. Yeah. That is great. It's an actual tinfoil hat. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler, for calling in. We appreciate that and your support and congratulations on the big win in uh, Trial by Combat there. Trivia by Combat. Death counted before we go today, guys. We said goodbye to some people. Uh, some didn't mean much to us, but one meant a lot, maybe. Uh, death count for the day is uh, we got uh, Bowen Mark. Sir Alistair Thorne, Awful, Yarwick, and Ollie. Any words for them on their way out? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> if John said, bye, Felicia, right he cut the rope, I would I'd be like, who is that writer on HBO? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And then the final person to leave, we do believe, is Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Hey, Shaggy Dog. Of natural causes. <laughs> Too much Diabetes. chocolate. Too much chocolate. <laughs> Too much chocolate. It's always sad when the wolves go. There's only three left. Whoa. Ghost. And Nymeria and, and Summer. Summer. The other one, yeah. And the rest. <laughs> Who do they belong to again? Ghost Aria. is with John. Arya's was, uh, Arya's was Nymeria, who is roaming the Ray. plains. And Summer up with Bran. <sighs> Just kind of chilling with Hodor, Willis. Yep. Willis yep. the Hodor. Uh, okay. guys, Mira, Mira, Mira did we learn anything today, Spencer? We, we learned nothing. We learned nothing in this game. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we learned that C and C are spelled differently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, what a fun fact, yeah. And that uh, you can hear voices of the future who are visiting you through flashbacks. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, we learned that there might be an alternate timeline yes. being introduced into Game of Thrones, yes. which would just ruin everything. Spencer will be out at this point, guys. It's been a lot of fun talking Game of Thrones as we do every week, watching Thrones. It is so fun, it is sometimes difficult to get through everything on the show. We could have a three-hour broadcast. We have to limit it to two hours. So uh, <laughs> we're going to check out for the day. Miriam, thank you for coming back so much. Thank we know you you're for fan. having me. Love your perspective and your passion. I hope it's not the end of my watch here. Oh, no. This is bring you back. <laughs> end of watch. End of watch. Tell them where they can find you in your adventures. Uh, yes, you can find me um, on Clever. Uh, more importantly, you can find me directly on Twitter at Miriam Isa, Instagram at Miriam underscore Isa. Great. Michelle Boyd. I'm Michelle Boyd. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Michelle Boyd. Spencer. Nice. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Spencer J. Gilbert and at watch uh, the show Watching Wife on Screen Junkies, my good wife uh, solo breakdown analysis. <laughs> just Spencer in a room by himself. There's not even cameras there. It's just <laughs> nope. there. Uh, and me, a bottle uh, of whiskey. At Ken Napsock across all social media platforms and use that hashtag Watching Thrones all through the week to continue the conversation uh, as we lead up to episode four. We'll see if it lives up to our expectations, but right now our expectations are low for episode yeah. four. Not on there. So be sure to catch us live here on Screen Junkies Plus Monday 1 p.m. Pacific, and uh, also on podcast form, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're out there to be in your ears. Special thanks to Lon Harris for the research and answering those phones. Ryan Elliott for making us look pretty behind the cameras. <laughs> JTE in the booth. And to Dark Horse for uh, the Hound Bust and all these toys and things from another world for the figures. And Factory Lewis. Entertainment for the Joffrey Crown. We get to yeah. take turns Stop. wearing it. It <laughs> is uh, a lot of fun when you get to walk around the office in a crown. Everyone treats <laughs> you not weirdly at all. <laughs> Guys, we'll see y'all next week on Watching Thrones. See ya. Bye.